0: Section 62 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson The Brief Biography of a Little Bear, Part 2, Up the Chimney in writing, as in living, it is easier to see what is right than to do it. The biographers of Europe would agree that their proper concern was only what was characteristic of their heroes and not the details of human life in general. In the abstract, they would all agree to this, yet which of them does it? The difficulty is to discover what is distinctive. If that is hard for a man who is writing about a man, it is still harder for the historian of a bear. If I were a bear, I would not have been puzzled to know whether the great adventure in the chimney was a thing to tell or only what any bears would have done. Not being a bear, the writer could not ask his inner consciousness. He had to ask his friends who had bred bears And when he found that our heroine's master was the only one of them all who had a house with a chimney, the problem had to be abandoned as insoluble. So he has decided, like a certain great author, to take the risk of being tedious rather than elliptical. The open brick fireplace with a chimney was for heating, not for cooking, and stood in the hall near the front door i could never discover why it was there said the unfortunate tenant of the house the building was an achievement of the public works department which is surrounded by mysteries and has ways past finding out in burma that fireplace and chimney perplexed the two little bears as well as their master and once when there was no fire they sat down together on the hearth and meditated and, as they meditated, they lifted up their eyes and saw the sky. How their hearts did burn within them, as they gazed upon that light in darkness, and their instinctive propensity to climb made them get up on their hind legs and gape at each other, and rub their eyes and look up again. Like the juvenile hero of Longfellow, they felt the impulse of Excelsior. Up they started to reach that sky." At first, they were quite composed. It seemed a little harder than going upstairs, and there was no hurry or flurry. They helped each other, but a chimney that grows narrower as you go up is disconcerting to the aspiring climber without hands. It disturbs the center of gravity in an unusual way. They fell back, first one and then the other, and again and again and again and ever like the spider whose persistence cheered the bruce they tried again and again and again and still they fell they became individualistic but not all at once desperate there was a sublime fixity upon their countenances significant of the primeval elemental forces which impelled them yet nevertheless pathetically human after all they were seeking the light be it remembered honestly seeking the light their blind impulsiveness made them all the better symbols of humanity think of the european scholastics in the middle ages what were they doing for many centuries but trying to climb to the sky through a sooty chimney smile if you will and must but do not laugh you would have had no heart for laughing if you had seen the agonies of the bears when strength failed them and their falls and bruises were enough. They flung themselves upon the ashes of the hearth in a despair that was equal to that of any man. From nose to tail they covered themselves with ashes, to say nothing of the soot already there. However, as Byron sings, and psalmists and fakirs have experienced, the heart may break, yet brokenly live on. When they had had enough of the ashes and the soot, they emerged, and naturally, desiring above all things to be clean again, they rubbed themselves upon the freshly painted walls and nice clean furniture, and when the servants ran to remonstrate, they made for the bedrooms amidst a general alleluia. I abstained from asking their master what he said when he came home, and he seemed to appreciate my forbearance. End of section 62